Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, joined by myself here on this Tuesday recap. Uh, we all had a I think a well-needed off day on Monday. Uh, not only the players, but us as Cubs fans as well. Um, but before we get into everything, uh, obviously the Cubs lost tonight. We'll get to it. We're hanging in there, though, folks. Happy uh, start to the new week. We didn't get to talk to any of you guys uh, via podcast or via live show since Sunday. So hopefully your week is off to a strong start. Uh, but unfortunately for the Cubbies, their week is not off to a strong start. So let's dive into it. The Cubs lose today on Tuesday, June, whatever the hell day of the week week it is i believe it's the seventh um the days all blend together folks let's be honest but they lose nonetheless nine to three uh to the pretty much just as miserable baltimore orioles in terms of record um keegan thompson finally getting roughed up in this one it only took until oof, i don't even know what appearance this is for him but uh he was six and oh and had a 199 era coming to this one his first loss now of the season uh, balloons that ERA up to 317. Uh, so that just goes to show how much he was hit around tonight. But let's just talk through the scoring plays here real quick because things got off to a real good start, right? The Cubs were they were looking good. Uh, first pitch of the game, people weren't even in their freaking seats yet. And Christopher Morrell absolutely nukes this ball into left field. The wall moved back. Let it be damned. It didn't matter. Uh, Morrell with plenty of juice to get it out in that weird looking left field now at Camden yards and um, that made a one Oh cubbies and the, the vibes were good on the top of the first, but back to back homers for the Orioles in the bottom of the first made things interesting. Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini both hit their sixth home runs of the season. That made it two to one Orioles. And then in the bottom of the second, they just kept it going with two men on Jorge Mateo hit his fourth of the season. Um, that home run made it five to one Baltimore. And that would be, Pretty much enough, but the Orioles kept adding on Austin Hayes. His 13th double uh, was able to score um, Santander from third. Admittedly, the Cubs should have had him at the plate. Um, the wet grass may have played something into it, but Wilson unable to handle the throw. Great, great relay. Ian Happ gets it to Nico Warner. Nico Warner gets it to Willie, uh, and just Willie pops out of his mitt, and Santander scores there. Uh, and then they kept adding on uh, as Ryan Mountcastle added another run via a sack fly. That made it 7-1. to But a Willie home run, his 10th of the season, that is best among catchers in the major leagues. He is destined for the All-Star game if he keeps this up. Uh, but that 10th home run of the season for him made it 7-2. to It gave us a little bit of hope, uh, but have no fear. Austin Hayes was there because he made it 8-2 to on his 7th home run of the season. Um, and we got more fireworks from Christopher Morrell, and I am so thankful for Christopher Morrell, and I'm thankful for him because of this episode. Literally, he is what we are going to talk about here in just a second, but he triples. It's his second of the season, and that ultimately scored Jason Hayward. It made it a five-run game once again, but then right in the bottom of the sixth, Ramon Urias hit his sixth home run of the season. That made it 9-3, to three, and that would be all that was needed on the part of of the Orioles. Um, Baker for them gets the win. Uh, Bradish, the starter, doesn't go enough to qualify for the win. Uh, Cubs got to him. They ran his pitch count up. He was only only in there for four and two thirds. Uh, but Keegan Thompson, three innings, roughed up for seven earned runs. Alec Mills looked really nice. Uh, he made his 2022 debut. We'll touch on that here in a second. Uh, but that was ultimately all she wrote for the Cubbies tonight in this one. A rough, rough outing. But let's talk some positives, right? We all want to talk 
the positives. We all want to have something to grasp onto with this Cubs team. And I think the one thing we can all point to as Cubs fans is Christopher Morrell. He has been absolutely sensational. Continues his on-base streak with one swing of the bat to start the game. Again, literally, there were people not even in their seats yet. And this kid had already parked the ball into the into the left field uh, stands and, and was trotting around the bases right at the start of the game. First pitch of the night for Bradish leaves the yard. And he is just the spark plug this team needs. They showed the leadoff number since he's taken over, um, you know, on the on the broadcast tonight on Marquee Sports Network. And they literally went from like the 24th ranked on base percentage for a leadoff hitter, the Cubs, before Morrell was called up or at least put into that position. I think he played only one or two games before he got moved up to the leadoff spot. And then since then, they're like, sixth or seventh in baseball. I mean, they're top 10 in baseball since then, just because of how good Christopher Morrell has been. He really is kind of the engine that gets this team going right now. I love the one-two combination of him and Wilson Contreras at the top of this lineup. It makes things really interesting. It makes things really exciting. But Morrell, again, just continues to get it done with the bat. Sure, he's made his mistakes, and he's going to make rookie errors. And, right, we're, we're going to see that. That's growing pains. And, and I think we're all accustomed to that with, with Cubs rebuilds. And we watched it. Any Cubs fan that sat here from when the time that Theo and Jed took over as the new regime to the time the Cubs won the World Series, there was a lot of growing pains uh, for these Cubs prospects. And we're seeing kind of that second wave of that now uh, in a lot of our kind of Cubs fandom um Life cycles, I guess, for lack of a better term here. But he has just been such a bright spot. And he's so much fun to watch. Everybody talks about it, right? It's the energy. It's the it's the teammate that he is. He plays multiple positions. But just when you have a guy like that that can take the first pitch deep, it makes such a difference for your ball club. It gets you going, right? We all remember 2015 and 2016. You go, we go was Dexter Fowler's mantra. When he was, when he was hot as a leadoff hitter, the Cubs offense was dominant. When they were cold, you know, sometimes it meant Dex wasn't getting on base. You know, obviously tonight was not that case at all because Morrell was pretty much the only good hitter the Cubs had all night. Willie obviously contributing with his 10th of the season. But, man, it just – he is the lone bright spot right now, I think, on this Cubs team for a lot of people. I'm not saying in general. There are certainly other bright spots that people can kind of grasp to, right? We've talked about it here on Cubs on Tap. You've got Nico Horner. You've got, you know – Keegan Thompson prior to tonight's start. You, you've got Caleb Killian, who we got to see over the weekend. Like there, there are some bright spots that we can all grasp onto, but certainly on a night in, night out basis, it really feels like Christopher Morrell is that guy. And it makes it so much more fun to watch Cubs games when Christopher Morrell is on the on the diamond and in the outfield or wherever the hell he's playing. I mean, he can play all over the place. Um, and it, it makes it so much fun to watch when he's getting things done. But 21 straight games now for him with a non-base streak. That is second best in baseball to start a career since the year 2000. The only player that has a better on-base streak to start a career since the year 2000 is current Minnesota Twins manager, which is probably what a lot of people know him for. Uh, but I remember watching this guy play center field down in Tampa Bay, and that's Rocco Baldelli. Uh, he has a 24-game hit streak, which... Son of a bitch, it really feels like Christopher Morrell is going to keep that going and really have a chance here uh, to ultimately at least surpass that streak. I don't know if he'll hit the all-time record. That would be absolutely banana lands if he did. But, um, again, he's giving this Cubs team hope. This he He's he's the appetizer, right? Juice and I have talked about it. Joey and I have talked about it. Juice and Joey have talked about it. We've all talked about it here at Cubs on Tap. He's kind of the appetizer of what's to come. We saw it with Killian, and there's guys coming, and it, 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 that part's exciting. Um, and at the same time, there's a lot of frustration. I, I feel a lot of that, saw a lot of that on Twitter today. Um, I think when the lineup came out, a lot of people frustrated with Jason Hayward and things like that. But 
grasp on to Christopher Morrell, ride the train, enjoy it. He's fun to watch. And again, him and, and Wilson at the top of the lineup are pretty dangerous for this Cubs team. And at least they make it worth tuning in on a night in night out basis uh, for Cubs baseball. So Christopher Morrell, Gets the job done. Two hits for him tonight. Uh, quickly, just his numbers now for the season. Um, 21 games, obviously, for him. 84 at-bats officially. 16 runs scored. 25 hits. He has six doubles, two triples, three homers, 10 ribbies, 11 walks. Just 21 strikeouts, which when you really consider that, that's not terrible. Uh, six stolen bags. And he's slashing 298, 381, 524. That's good for a 905 OPS. And that's by far the best OPS on the Cubs roster. Sample size be damned. He he is really the Cubs' best player right now on a night in night out basis. Willie is probably a close second, and then I would argue probably Ian Happ is a close third in terms of the bats, um, you know, and just where guys are offensively. So, gotta love Christopher Morrell. He got the job done tonight. Like I said, two hits, two ribbies for him. He, he scored a run of his own in his five at bats. You'll love to see it. Just unfortunately, the rest of the bats couldn't get it going. Seven total hits as a team tonight. Happ had one. Schwindel got one, kind of in garbage time late in the game. Uh, Hayward had a hit. And two walks. That's me checking if the sky's falling. Sorry for the brief pause if you're listening on podcast. Uh, but Horner also had a hit. Contreras, obviously, with the home run as well. He also took a walk, and then they subbed him out for P.J. Higgins, which was smart. Uh, save Willie's legs. There's no need to leave him in there when they're getting blown out like that late in the game. But this this Orioles team is weird. And it was, it was the long ball. It was the long ball that did all the damage. Keegan Thompson ultimately giving up three home runs tonight. Uh, all seven of his runs he gave up were earned. He only walked one. I mean, he was fine in terms of, uh, in, you know, not walking guys and just letting free runners on, but he just got in really didn't even get hit around that badly. Five hits only, uh, to equate that seven runs, but the three home runs really killed him. As I said, that ERA balloons up to three seventeen now, uh, on the season for Keegan Thompson. But let's talk Alec Mills. I think Alec Mills is certainly worth uh, diving into a little bit in this game because uh, for those that maybe were like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen Alec Mills in a while. He made his 2022 debut tonight. He started the season on the IL, uh, was dealing with some injury issues. Now he's back. He gets activated today on Tuesday and gets used right away. They said he was going to be available out of the bullpen, and good thing he was because they needed him. Uh, he goes the five innings, which is pretty – pretty in line with what he's been doing down in Iowa in his rehab starts uh, only gives up four hits, the two earned runs, um, both earned runs effectively coming off the home run ball. He gave up two homers as well, just the two solo shots, uh, but only one walk for him as well and six strikeouts. So not a bad sl- line for mills in this one, arguably again, you know, 20, you know, hindsight being 2020, you take away Keegan's outing uh, mills really, really solid out of the pen. And it's good to see, right? This Cubs team needs depth. They need pitching depth and they need it bad. Um, you know, they need guys like Killian to be ready probably later in the season. Wade Miley's hurt. Drew Smiley's gone for who knows how long. They really need this depth. So it's good to get a guy like Alec Mills back. It sounds like Wade Miley's on the horizon too, which is huge. But Alec Mills is the type of guy that you just he's so valuable to have to this team. Sure, he doesn't throw the hardest. You know, he he's kind of a goofy looking dude with the specs, but that's why he's fun. That's why we love him. And this is just a guy that gets the job done. He's just reliable. Sure, he's not gonna, you know, blow you away. He's not gonna throw 97. You know, he's not gonna strike out 12 every time he goes out there. But just again, super consistent, gives you a quality outing every time he goes out there on the mound. And you get that back. 
don't be surprised if he gets a spot start here soon. I mean, they have a lot of baseball coming up um, over, you know, the next week to two weeks. Uh, obviously, they have an off day again on Thursday. They just had the off day on Monday, uh, but an off day on Thursday before they start a series with the Yankees. And then from there, four with the Padres at home, three with the Braves at home, four on the road against the Pirates, and then three on the road against the Cardinals before their next off day, which doesn't come until June 27th. So, a lot of baseball coming up, and if this rotation continues to struggle staying healthy, they've gotten away with it, being able to move guys around and you know brought up guys like Matt Schwarmer, who's done great, and they were able to spot start Killian and things like that. But you're really going to need a guy like Alec Mills uh, during this stretch of baseball. So good to see him come out, have a strong outing in his first outing uh, at the major league level for 2022. Again, the five innings, only four hits, only two earned, only walks one, very solid. And he gets six Ks. You love to see it again out of a guy that doesn't necessarily throw hard, but his his um, his speed discrepancy between pitches is incredible, right? He throws like a ninety-one mile per hour fastball, and then he's got that wicked like it's almost like a slider curve. It's kind of a slurve looking pitch, more of a slider, but it tops out at like seventy-six. I mean, that's just such a huge difference. And then he's got kind of that changeup that he works in there that that sits in the low eighties. So he's got a really nice pitch selection that he works with. And again, not the flashiest dude, not, not going to just blow you away, but damn it. Reliability and consistency is something you need in sports. And, and, and Alec Mills absolutely delivers on that. So good. Again, another positive of tonight's game, despite the outcome uh, you like to see that out of Alec Mills in his first time out, but again, home run ball, really nasty, uh, really beats up the Cubs. Christopher Morrell, pretty much the lone bright spot. Nice to see Willie uh, have a solid night as well. Uh, his OPS continues to hover very high, 933 now for him. Um, and like I said, Ian Happ right around there with 818. I know PJ Higgins technically has a 971, uh, but that isn't very limited at bats. But if he keeps it up, I mean, Morrell's done it in 21 games. So who knows what could happen from there. But just final thoughts on this one. It just, this game had a weird vibe to it. Really, like right out the gate, I think a lot of people were excited to see Keegan Thompson on the mound right out of the gate, and he struggled. He had his first legit struggle, right? And we we heard the the comments from him after the White Sox outing. He was like, "I was, I was lucky. I got, I was wild, but I got lucky." And maybe that caught up with him a little bit tonight. And maybe this is kind of the time now where the Cubs need to evaluate and say, "Hey." We've needed you to step into a starting role because of the injuries. But as we, you know, as they start to get guys like Wade Miley and and, and now that Mills is back, I wouldn't be entirely shocked to see Keegan Thompson slide back into that bullpen role where he's going two and three innings. Um, I think he likes that role. I think he's thrived in that role so far this season. And yeah, he can come in and give you a spot start. And it's absolutely invaluable that he can do that. But I really think that's where he feels comfortable. And I think for the success of the team, I don't think that's a bad move going forward. So that's just kind of my two cents on Keegan Thompson tonight. Just didn't have it. It was a weird game, too. It was raining all game if you weren't able to tune in for some reason. It wasn't even like hard rain until later in the game, but just enough to screw shit up. Like, that's kind of what it was tonight. And uh, just unfortunate, really. It, just a brutal loss. You hate to see, especially to a team like the Orioles, a, a very beatable baseball team. Um, and it certainly sets the stage for tomorrow where, you know, the Cubs really hope, uh, and I think us fans hope the same thing, uh, that they can come in and get the job done and at least get the split before you go into New York because that's going to be a little emotional, right? We we all know what's coming, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more on tomorrow's show. Um, 
but obviously the Cubs are going to visit not only the best team in baseball, the New York Yankees, but Anthony Rizzo's New York Yankees. And I know that's going to tug on a lot of heartstrings, probably will tug on mine as well, um, because we all know what Anthony Rizzo means to the Chicago Cubs. But we took our positives away. We got Morel, we got Mills, Willie hitting his 10th tank of the year. Outside of that, not a lot of great things. So we put this game behind us as Cubs fans. Hopefully the Cubs do the exact same, and we will look ahead to tomorrow here. In just a second, I do want to address a comment here uh, in the comment section from our buddy Scott Crawford, our boy on Twitter. He is at uh, Scott. Correct me if I'm wrong, sir. Scott C. from Iowa, right? I believe is your Twitter handle. Um, but spin zone, Nelson Velasquez, two dingers tonight down at AAA Iowa. You do love to see it. We were all very excited to see him come up on Memorial Day. He had got his debut, got two hits in, in those games. Cool. Um, hysterical. They were both infield hits nonetheless. But, um, you know, good to see Velasquez just continuing to get better. Again, the better these kids play in the minors, the, the, the better it serves them when they get to the big leagues at some point. And there's a very good chance we see Velasquez again this year. I don't think that, you know, Memorial Day doubleheader is the last we see of a guy like Nelson Velasquez. He's probably going to be back with this team, especially post-trade deadline, uh, but maybe even sooner if injuries continue to, to pile up. It seems like this Cubs team starting to get a little healthier now. Obviously, reports of Jonathan VR is going to be back soon. David Bodie might finally make his 2022 debut. Again, take that for whatever it is, but um, – you know, the Cubs are getting bodies and they're going to have a lot of interesting roster decisions to make as well. And I know um, Cubs on tap contributor, our boy Tyler um, at Teddy Freddy 270 on Twitter said it very well on Twitter tonight. said, uh, if Christopher Morrell gets optioned, we, we riot. And I agree. I think he's the lone bright spot on this team right now that at least is, is a valid reason him and probably Wilson Contreras uh, and the consistency of Ian Happ are probably the three reasons that I tune in on a nightly basis outside of obviously Cubs on tap. Don't get us wrong. We got to bring you the good stuff here at Cubs on tap, but um, those guys at least give you something to be excited about on a night in a night out basis. So again, Cubs lose nine, three, put it in the rear view mirror. It's done. It's over with. And we look ahead to Wednesday and Wednesday game. Uh, real quick here. Uh, on Wednesday, June 8th, the Chicago Cubs are back in Baltimore, Maryland at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Face off with the Baltimore Orioles at 7.05 Eastern Daylight Time. So that's for my boy Juice over in South Bend. Um, but it'll be a 6.05 local time start for those in the Central Daylight Time Zone. Um, you know the drill. You can listen to the game, 6.70 the score here in the Chicago Land Mark. You can watch on Marquee Sports Network. Uh, and if you are somehow in the Baltimore area and you're a Cubs fan and you're listening to us, um, you can catch that game on 98 Rock FM and WBAL News Radio AM FM. Uh, and then you can catch that on Orioles MASN2 uh, tomorrow. I'm assuming that is Maryland Area Sports Network, and that is the second channel there. So just like our NBC Sports um you know, 201 for those that are Xfinity subscribers in the Chicagoland area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, that's where you can catch it for then. Pitching matchup tomorrow, kind of an interesting one. Love the guy that's going for the Cubbies. It is my boy Marcus Stroman, the right-hander, two and five on the season, 532 ERA. Again, that got really inflated because of that Cardinals start. He had brought that all the way down below four because he was really good for five starts, people. He was getting in a groove. I'm going to resurface that rant. If, if he shoves tomorrow, I just hope everybody understands that if you listen to Cubs on tap and you know, the rant I'm talking about, that is going to be all over my social media on Thursday. I am going to be unbearable. If Marcus Stroman comes out and shoves tomorrow, absolutely unbearable. So just 
be prepared. I'm just giving you fair warning. If you're on the Strowman train with me, I hope you enjoy it. If you're not on the Strowman train with me, good. I hope it's miserable for you. That's the entire purpose. Again, if it offends you, it was meant for you. That's the purpose of that. But nonetheless, it is Stroh on the bump for the Cubbies tomorrow. And it is right-hander Jordan Lyles on the bump for the Baltimore Orioles. He's 3-4 and four on the season with a 450 ERA um, so far in this one. Uh, quite a f- not a many Cubs have actually seen uh, the one, the only Jordan Lyles. As a matter of fact, uh, the only guys that have more than four at-bats against him in their career are actually Wilson Contreras and Jason Hayward. And fun fact, uh, Willie and Jason like hitting this guy. Jason Hayward's got a 500. Um, he's four for eight uh, with a home run in, in the eight at-bats against him lifetime. And for Contreras, 571 average and seven at-bats, two homers, five ribbies against Lyles. He really likes to hit Jordan Lyles. So um, hopefully Willie has a monster day tomorrow. Had a home run today. Hopefully he keeps that going, gets number 11 tomorrow. Uh, but a lot of guys on this Cubs team have never seen Lyles Um I think Christopher Morrell is always a good bet uh, if we're being entirely honest as well. Um, And then on the other side, a lot of these guys for the Orioles have seen Marcus Stroman. A lot of that because he was in the AL East for so long. And and if we're being entirely honest, a lot of these guys were on the team when, when Marcus Stroman was still pitching in the AL East. Um, Trey Mancini has seen him by far the most 19 career at bats, 368 average against Stroh, only two ribbies though, and no home run damage done. Uh, actually of the active roster, only Robinson Chirinos, Cubs legend, uh, has a home run in, in four at bats. And that's actually his only hit against Stroman, uh, in his career. So that is where it's at. And yes, thank you, Scott, get them all. Don't hold back. I will not. If Stroh comes out and deals tomorrow, but a quick preview for tomorrow's game. Um, you know, it, it just, again, this is a rebound game, get a win. You got an off day ahead of you on Thursday. Uh, you get to go to New York. I'm sure the guys will be able to, you know, hang out around, uh, you know, New York City on on Thursday and taking a little bit of an off day. I believe, and I'm checking here. Yes, uh, and Friday's game is a night game too. It's a 6:05 game, so you have plenty of time to rest in between tomorrow's game and Friday's game against the Yankees. You know, just come out, get the job done. Hopefully, Stro comes out and gives a quality outing. And the bats come alive just enough to get the W. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to go off for 10 runs, but just come out, get four, five, maybe six runs. Again, this team's record when they score four to five runs versus when they don't is night and day. Come out, get that magical number four, give Stroh some run support, play good defense behind him. And there's a real good chance Cubbies are walking out of here with a win tomorrow. They'll take a series split at this point in the season. And then again, you get a big off day and then you go into that series with the Yankees on the, over the weekend, which who knows, it, it, it could go very poorly or it could go surprisingly swell. I, I think we all lean toward the former more so than the latter, but uh, ultimately we will see how that goes. Um, also just a quick, this is kind of housekeeping stuff at this point as I start to close down the show here, but um Just as an FYI to everybody, Cubs on tap, we will be a little irregular next week, so just want to give everybody a heads up. Um, Some scheduling conflicts, people being out of town, it's kind of that time of the year. Uh, Unfortunately, we just had happen to have two guys, uh, me as one of them, so you can blame me, um, being out of town uh, next week at the same time. So we'll we'll still have a couple of shows. Don't get us wrong. We're not totally going uh, ghost on you here uh, over the next, you know, 14 days or so, uh, but just note we will be a little irregular compared to our normal schedule. But uh, with that pirate series is where we'll really start to, to pick things back up with normal timing. So just bear with us. Um, and again, we always appreciate you guys listening. So uh, it's only right to keep you all in the know. But 
Before I get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to remind you, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. Uh, you can follow our pod-specific accounts here for Cubs on Tap. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Cubbies on Tap. That's C-U-B-B-I-E-S. Uh, I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app. Uh, you can follow all the other great contributors here at Juice on Tap, at Joey Knows Nothing, and that ends in I-N because that stands for Win Baby. Um, at Teddy Freddy 270 and everybody else that contributes to Cubs on Tap here at On Tap Sportsnet. You know the drill. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, we've got it all. Yes, Cubs fans, we all have friends that like the Southsiders. Send them to our friends over at Socks on Tap. They do a great job covering those guys on the South Side as well. Gambling, golf, a lot of crazy news going on in golf right now. If any big golf fans out there for Cubs, do be checking out the golf content. Uh, our boys Wes and Jack are crushing it right now with all the uh, the LIV golf series drama with the PGA Tour. A uh, lot going on there. We've got that covered for you as well. And so much more here at ONTAP Sportsnet. Once again, ONTAPSportsnet.com, at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media, the ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Tough loss. On Tuesday night for the Cubs, they fall 9-3 to the Baltimore Orioles. Coming back tomorrow to conclude the two-game set on Wednesday, it'll be Stroh on the bump against Jordan Lyles, and hopefully the Cubbies can get a well-needed W before the off day on Thursday and their away series in New York against the Bronx Bombers at Yankee Stadium. Until next time, as you know, I am Ron Luce, and we'll get out of here. The only way we know how to here at Cubs on Tap, fuck the Cardinals, let's go Cubbies.